0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast, episode 95. There's been a lot of new listeners, so if you are new, I just want to say welcome. I I have a lot of people that I talk to on consults and some of my clients as well literally just Googled postpartum podcast and listened to a few and stuck with this one. And so if that's you, I just want you to know that I see you and I'm grateful that you're here and I'm sending you love. Um, I also wanted to tell you guys there are some pillows and blankets on the floor of my office, Last night, I woke up around 2.30 in the morning, and I couldn't go back to sleep, and I tried for like an hour to keep sleeping, so then I finally just wandered into my office and was just writing and thinking and all of that, and a couple of my kids came in around 5 in the morning, my two littlest, my five-year-old, Rosie, and my three-and-a-half-year-old, Amos, and they just kind of parked it. They got their blankies and pillows and slept right next to mom. It was so fun and cute. I was secretly super happy that they came in to be with me. So it was a win. So cute. Um, Today we are talking about a concept that I'm really proud of. It's an idea, baby. And I got this idea from a business book. I, I read it for the sake of my business. It's called The Infinite Game by Simon Sinek or Sinek. I don't know how to pronounce his last name quite. I really liked the book. I didn't actually finish it. Did you know that's a fun fact about me? I don't typically finish books. Sometimes I choose to, but many times I just get what I want and what I need. And I move forward and implement so fast that sometimes I don't go back and finish the rest of it, but that's just the way I like to do it anyway. So in this book, he talks about the difference between an infinite game and a finite game. And I want to relate this to motherhood. Motherhood is an infinite game. So let me define these to you, if you, in case you didn't know about this concept already. And then um, I really hope that this episode kind of tweaks the way that you approach living in your motherhood. Okay, so a finite game ends with a certain score, right? So for example, volleyball is a finite game. Once somebody hits 21, one team hits 21 points, they win. And there's some tie breaking and measures and stuff, but it's a points game. It ends when the points are there. Okay. Same thing with soccer. It's ended by time. So there's two 45 minute halves. I could be wrong about the time I played soccer for years, but I don't know that I ever actually knew how long those halves were. <laughs> I was like competitive played in high school. So funny. I don't even know. Um, but it ends with time, right? So two 45 minute halves, and then the game's over with, you know, a brief halftime. Well, an infinite game actually never ends. There is no goal. As far as points, there is no measurement that once achieved the game is over. We just keep achieving. We keep evolving and growing. And the way to win an infinite game is just not quitting and just continuing on. And as long as you're moving forward and you're actually just being in the game, you are winning. There's no one to compete with but yourself. So business is interesting. And he talks about this with business, right? Some people approach business with a finite mindset and they're very competitive with other people. And I'm not saying that competition is bad, but sometimes when you approach your business with such competitiveness, it can you can get burnt out. And he talks about how when you have more of an infinite mindset you are not in as much of a hurry, you make wiser decisions, you slow down and have deeper growth and broader growth. You have more creativity and all of those lovely things. So the strategies, as you can imagine, would be different, right? When you're in a finite game and you know it's not as long, you're going to use your body differently. You're going to pace yourself differently. When you're in a, in an infinite game, it's a totally different set of strategies. Can you imagine how you would play soccer if you knew it was infinite, if there was actually no end to the game, and how would you run? How would you pass the ball? How would you be on the field? Um, how w- Would you stay on the field the whole time or would you strategically rotate with other players and take breaks and then go back out on the field? If it was an infinite game, would you play it differently than if it was two 45-minute halves? Of course you would, right? So again, motherhood is an infinite game. It never ends. Even if you feel like you're a failure, the game goes on. And even if all your children somehow like no longer existed, you would still be a mother. Before we delve in a little bit more to motherhood, I want to just give a couple more examples so you can try on this concept and just play with it in your mind And then when we bring it back to motherhood, I think it will be even more powerful. So another kind of, we're just going to take a few different angles with the infinite versus finite game. So this, because there's, here's the thing is there's a lot of things in our life that are infinite in game, right? Like they don't actually end. But yet we collectively in society, we approach them oftentimes as if they were a finite game. And there's a cost and a consequence for that. So let's look at the school system, for example. Sometimes the school system, parents have their children approaching it. And sometimes, you know, teenagers and people, even in college and all the things, we approach school and learning as if it were a finite pursuit, right so you read the book you take the test you graduate get the certificate and you've completed it this is a finite approach to learning but the best students and a different approach that's available is an infinite approach when you are taking an infinite approach to learning you take your time you don't cram study for tests you might if you were in college you might take on fewer credits Or maybe you would skip college altogether and just decide you want to do learning infinitely on your own, right? And I'm not saying there's right or wrong here, but when you aren't in the finite, like very tied to the accomplishment, it gives you a little bit more space to approach learning in a way that might be more tailored to you. You're more intuitive. You're going to say, hey, you know what? I want to leave and serve a mission for my church and then come back, Versus when we're in a more finite mindset, we don't want to walk away. We're kind of in a hurry, and it's all about that end goal, that end result. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah Baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments, and it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality. For your most precious gift, Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Another example to think about with the, with the finite versus infinite game is sexual pleasure. This was a fun one for me to think about. Think about how you think of orgasm and climactic sexual pleasure, I hope you're getting a little uncomfortable. I can handle it. I will hold the space for you. (laughs) But I have no shame in talking about this stuff, okay? So do you treat your pleasure like a finite game where it's like, okay, we got to get in, get out, get the orgasm, get done? Or do you treat it more like an infinite pursuit, okay? Men especially are notorious, although I don't think it's fair to have a blanket statement. But I think a big complaint of many wives is that their husbands are like, We're going to start sex. We're going to orgasm. We're going to end sex game over. But how would you and your approach to your own pleasure, sexual pleasure change? If you thought of your female pleasure as infinite, I really want you to think about this. Like if it never really starts or stops and it's always there and just has peaks and valleys, but it's like constantly, there's always at least if you think about a heart rate monitor, like. Even if the line is flat, there's a line and then it's like beep, beep, zzz, beep, beep, zzz, right? But like there's still the in between. So I want you to think of your pleasure as like it's always available, it's always still there. It just peaks and then valleys, right? And so how much easier might it be to call upon pleasure, to get aroused, to work up to orgasm, to turn on your body if you thought about it as always there to call upon? And if you thought about it as it's always started and it's never stopped. It's always going. Now, I don't mean like continual perpetual orgasm. I think that might be quite exhausting. I remember in psychology class um, in college learning about like there are disorders where people will like just orgasm on accident all the time, kind of involuntarily. And I remember thinking like, bummer, like at first glance, that's like, oh, cool. But then it's like, no, that'd be really uh, probably annoying and hard to deal with. (laughs) So um, but going back to the infinite versus finite, how would your focus and attention change on your sexual pleasure if you thought of it as infinite? Even if you just, even if you're like, mm, I don't really dig the idea that it's infinite. What if you just applied an infinite mindset to it when it is there? How would your focus and attention to the entire process and the build up and foreplay change? How would you approach? getting to orgasm? How would you communicate with your husband? Okay. And what about the sensations all the way after orgasm? Like the way that you're feeling afterwards, how would that change? So now coming back around to motherhood, there might be peaks and valleys, but you're always a mom. And today, just for the rest of this episode, I want to make a few points where we're really taking this idea of infinite, um, the infinite character and identity of being a mom and that motherhood never actually ends. And it actually, did you know when little girls are born, they're all of the eggs are already in them. And so one could argue motherhood is infinite. You're born already being a mom in the sense that you hold the formula for life right there in your womb. And, and then as you grow and reach the age of reproduction, it's either seated or it's not right. But, and then, um, even if your children die, you're still their mother and, and you are just a mother. And what if it's more of an identity than it is like a job to do? And what if it's, um, more abundant and more everlasting than we can even realize in this moment? I know for me in the past, as I was a younger mom, I don't think I would have admitted to this, but I definitely feel like I kind of, had this game in my head of how many babies can I have? How fast? And it was like impressive. Like (laughs) I tried, it was almost like I made a game out of how hard I could push my body and how good of a mom I could still be while taking on so much. And I really feel like that's a finite mindset. It's almost like we're keeping score in our minds. We're making decisions from getting ahead of others or other people seeing what we're accomplishing versus just staying in the game, going at our own pace and strategically listening to our body in order to be able to last the whole game long and never have to step out. Uh, Motherhood, speaking of our body, motherhood is intricately connected to our body. Even if you don't conceive the old fashioned way and you approach reproduction with either adoption or fostering and then adopting or infertility methods, Um, You will always need your body in order to carry out motherhood and be a mom in some form. You'll always need a body. And so if we have this finite mindset, if we're making decisions in our motherhood with a finite lens, we're pushing ourselves hard. We're going to be showing up differently, just like you'd play soccer differently if you knew it was only, you know, 45 minute halves. You're going to do things differently in motherhood when you are kind of keeping up with the Joneses, keeping score, having a finite mindset and kind of just getting through it and trying to accomplish motherhood, trying to check the boxes and do it in a certain way. So I want to end the episode by just asking you a few thought-provoking questions to evaluate if you have more of an infinite or a finite mindset around your motherhood. And hopefully you can head towards more infinite um, and slow and steady kind of present growth. So are you making decisions of when to have more kids or when to be done having kids? Thinking of only your kids and the siblings they will or won't have and how much time will be between them? Or are you consulting and regarding body, your body? Sometimes I just say body, like it's its, its own Person and thing and entity, because it just feels that way to me. So, how much this is how you know if you're doing finite versus infinite is how attuned you are to your body and how much a prior, of a priority your body and your mental health and wellness is to you. If you are bulldozing your body and you are taking on more and more and more with your mental health and well being but you're already starting to see signs of breakdown or the need to stop and replenish. And you're not considering those. This is a finite mindset. This is when you know you're in a finite mindset. So approach decisions, ask your body first. Another question is what measures do you take to regularly restore and replenish this precious vital vehicle to your motherhood, your body? right? If you are in an infinite mindset, you're going to be very restorative with your body. There isn't going to be a hurry and it's going to be a very high priority. If your body is showing signs of emotional load or physical load, and it's being pushed too far and you're starting to have either physical pain or anxiety and depression, which are like emotional flares. I want to invite you to come work with me because your body needs rest and replenishment and nourishment and healing in my work with, with women, we unload. I have a three-step process. It's episode 94. You can go listen to the specifics of it, but first we calm your mind and get you stabilized. Then we calm your body. And in this process, not only are we learning to to deal with depression, depressiveness and anxiety, but we're also setting the foundation to let your body bring up old trauma and old wounds that still need to be processed. I don't know if you guys knew this, but I have a friend who's uh, like really deep into trauma work and she was telling me how if I promise this relates, so hang with me. She was saying how if a bear was running away from a hunter and then got shot with a tranquilizer gun, so he just kind of fell down and went to sleep, you know, sedative, when the bear wakes up, he actually keeps running. And so what we know about the nervous system is that when we don't have the tools to process our trauma from past experiences. So when you were a child and you didn't have the tools or earlier in life, any time in life that big stuff happened and your emotional or your nervous system and your emotions, yeah, took a big hit and there there was a huge response and you maybe couldn't process it all, what happens is your body just stores it and holds it for you until you have more tools and until you're ready to process it. And then in my work in phase 2 of the work that we do is when your body starts releasing some of those paused trauma, things that need to be processed. My body has done this and I've seen this with all of my clients. So that's step two is calm your body. And we do that trauma work. And then, and you might not, by the way, the word trauma, you might not resonate with that, but that really just means like any big shock to your systems that haven't been processed fully. Okay. And then step three is calm your life, which is where you really start to, once you've created calm on the inside, you start moving around Um, the details of your life outside of you, like how clean your house is and your relationship with your kids and the boundaries you set with your husband or at work. And these things start to be calm too. And really in calm your life, you start implementing restorative care, right? Ding ding ding, what we're talking about, the infinite game, you really start to approach your entire life in an infinite way. You build up sustainable habits for your body and for your emotional well-being for the rest of your life. This is the work I do with my clients and I fully invite you to come um talk to me about doing this work. So you can go to LizzieLangston.com and book a consult, a free 60 minutes, LizzieLangston.com forward slash consult. And I love you guys. I hope this was um helpful get into that infinite game mindset. We'll talk to you next week. Hey, Lizzie here. I've helped dozens of postpartum moms just like you to manage their postpartum anxiety and deconstruct their postpartum depression. It's really easy for me. So if you're ready to feel better, I know the way let's chat on the phone, set up a time by going to lizzylangstoncom forward slash consult. Pretty simple. And I will be calling you soon.